What we want to do now is look at a problem with two constraints. All right, so we're adding a second constraint. We're looking for the critical points of this function of three variables, xz plus xy, subject to the two constraints, x squared plus z squared equals 8, and xy equals 4. All right, pretty much we treat the second constraint in exactly the same way as we treated the first constraint. So let's try to solve this problem and see how it goes. All right, so what do we do? The first thing we have to do is construct our new function, right, of the function is of the original variables, right, the Lagrange multiplier for the first constraint, and a second Lagrange multiplier for the second constraint. Now, this is the Greek letter mu, right, which is the Greek letter that follows the Greek letter lambda. So we're using lambda and mu. It's sort of like L and M, right? It looks like a U, but it's really an M. So it's a Greek mu. All right. And what is it? It's going to be, right, the original objective function plus lambda, the first Lagrange multiplier, times the first constraint, right, again with everything on the left equals zero, plus mu times the second constraint, again with everything on the left and equals zero on the right, all right? So in this example, right, we've got L is what? The original function, the objective function, xy whoops, xz plus xy, all right, plus lambda times x squared plus z squared minus 8, all right, everything on the left, plus mu times xy minus 4, Okay, again, everything on the left. All right, and if I just multiply that, that out a little, I get xz plus xy plus x square lambda plus z square lambda minus 8 lambda, right, plus xy mu minus 4 mu. All right. And now how many partial derivatives am I going to have? Well, I've got five variables, so I'm going to have five partial derivatives. And then to find the critical points, I have to set each of the five partial derivatives equal to zero. And then the hard part of the problem is to solve the system. All right, so let's take it one step at a time, right? The partial with respect to x is what? Well, the partial of xz with respect to x is just z, right? The partial of xy with respect to x is y, right? Here we have another term with x's, so the partial with respect to x is what? 
good. 2x lambda. Then we have no x's, so the partial is 0. No more x's here, so the partial with respect to x is 0. Here we have x's, so the partial is what? y mu. Okay, and then no x's, so the partial is 0. All right. The partial derivative of L with respect to y is what? Well, no y, so the partial with respect to y is 0. We have, right, xy, so the partial with respect to y is just x. We get a 0 partial derivative here, right? A 0 partial derivative here. Okay, a zero partial derivative here, and then what? Plus x mu, right, over here. Remember, we're differentiating with respect to y. Okay, and then no y's, so again, the partial is equal to zero. Okay, the partial with respect to z okay, is what? x, right, 0, 0, 2z lambda, zero, zero, and 0. All right. The partial with respect to lambda, okay, is what? 0, 0, x square, z square, minus 8, 0, and 0, and the partial with respect to mu is what? 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, what, xy, right, xy, minus 4. All right, so there are our four partial derivatives, all right, now we have to set all, I'm sorry, our five partial derivatives. We have to set all 5 equal to 0, right? And then try to solve that system. All right, so how are we going to solve this system? It's, well, just five equations in and of itself makes it a little bit complicated. If you look at this equation, though, right? What is that? That's ly, right? The partial of L with respect to y. That's what? x, well, here, I'll just write it first. It's x plus x mu is equal to 0. Right? Well, this is actually pretty easy to solve because we get x times 1 plus mu equals 0. Right? Which means what? Either x is 0, but x can't be 0, right? But since what? Remember that second constraint? 
was xy equals 4, right? Well, if xy is equal to 4, x cannot be 0. So this is a reject, right? x cannot be 0. But the alternative is what? That mu is equal to negative 1, all right? So we immediately get a little bit of help because we know that mu is equal to negative 1, all right? If we then take mu is equal to negative 1 and go back to our expression, our equation for the partial with respect to x, we get what? The partial with respect to x is z plus y plus 2x lambda, all right, plus y mu, but mu is negative 1, right? This was, this was mu, and we just figured out that mu is equal to negative 1, all right, and that's equal to 0, all right? So we get what? This plus y and this minus y, right, will give us zero y's, so that we have z plus 2x lambda is equal to zero, all right? And we can solve this equation for lambda, okay, and get what? Lambda is equal to negative z over 2x. All right. Okay, if we take that expression and substitute it into the partial with respect to z, all right, so the partial with respect to z is what? x plus 2z lambda, right? But lambda, we just figured out, is negative z over 2x, right? And that's supposed to equal 0 as well. Okay, so we get what? x, the 2, divides out the 2. So we get minus z squared over x, right, is equal to 0. If we multiply both sides of the equation by x, we'll get x squared minus z squared is equal to 0. All right. Or x is equal to plus or minus z. All right. If x squared minus z squared equals 0, then x is z squared, and x is plus or minus z, so we want to keep that. But then if we go to our last, I'm sorry, our fourth equation that tells us that L, the partial of L with respect to lambda, right, is equal to what? x squared plus z squared minus 8 is equal to 0 right, then actually whether we use 
x is positive z or negative z when we square, right, we're going to get what? z square, right? So here if we say that x is plus or minus z, we'll get z square plus z square minus 8 is equal to 0, which tells us 2z square is equal to 8, which tells us that z square is equal to 4, or z is equal to plus 2 or negative 2. All right? So now, now we're cooking because we have a real value for z. Okay, so let's look. If z is equal, let's look at z equals 2 first. Okay, if z is equal to 2, then what? Then x is equal to plus or minus z. So x will equal positive 2 or negative 2. Alright? Okay, so so far, let's sort of see what we have. We need an x, a y, and a z. Right? And if z is equal to 2, we have that x is positive 2, or we have another choice. Right? If z is equal to 2, then x can equal negative 2. Right? Okay, but what about y? Well, if we go now to our... Well, actually, the only equation that hasn't come into play yet, right? The partial with respect to mu says that xy minus 4 is equal to 0, or xy is equal to 4, okay, or y is equal to 4 over x, okay? So if y is equal to 4 over x, if x is equal to positive 2, then what? Then 4 over 2 is 2. But if x is equal to negative 2, then 4 over 2 is negative 2. All right, so so far we have two critical points, all right? But now we have the alternative, which is what? Z didn't have to be 2. Z could, in fact, be negative 2, all right? And let's figure out x and y if z is equal to negative 2. Well, again, x is equal to what? Plus or minus z. So that would be what? x could be negative 2 or positive 2. All right? So we'll set up our critical points, right? If z is equal to negative 2, x could be negative 2 or... If z is equal to negative 2, x could be positive 2. All right? And again, remember that y is equal to 4 over x. All right? So 4 over x for this situation, right? 4 over negative 2 is negative 2. And in this situation, 4 over 2, positive 2, is 2. 
All right, so we have four possible answers. All right, we've got these two, and we've got these two. Okay, so we've got four critical points for this equation, for this, um, for this objective function with two constraints, right? We've got four solutions to this system of equations, and I hope uh, you were able to follow the algebra that we had to use to get these equations, these solutions.